This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. What a time to be alive. Welcome back to iMoveU podcast. I'm solo tonight. Going to talk about something that's really hit home with me in the last 12 months. And it's hit home with me because I've had the opportunity to mentor other business owners. And I've realized that there's a certain magic that some businesses and some health practitioners have that can't be replicated by systems or structure and even knowledge, which might be surprising to some health professionals given our very analytical brain and our very science and evidence-based background. But I really do believe this, the best health professionals, the busiest health professionals, the ones that have a thriving career, that are chockers with patients who love them, they can then have a sustainable income, they can then have a flexible roster, they can then have work-life fusion or balance. The magic thing that they have is this ability to develop relationships, high emotional intelligence, high EQ, empathy. It's these kind of skills that have set the best businesses apart and the best and busiest health practitioners. Now, this is quite difficult. We've spoken about our analytical brain and our science and evidence-based background, and this can conflict with our views sometimes. I think we feel that if we have the most knowledge in our profession, in health profession, then that should equate to busier, better, more work-life balance. But unfortunately it doesn't. And it really has hit home with some of the businesses that aren't doing that well and some of the businesses who are killing it. It comes down to that EQ, that emotional intelligence, the ability of the team members and the owner to develop relationships. Now, For those of you who may be introverted or those of you who are self-aware enough to know that that might be a weaker point for you, the good news is it's just something you can develop. You can actually get better at this. The first tip I give anyone who thinks they might not be up to the standard of some other people around them is the last thing in your notes should be something very significant about the patient's social history. And that way, whenever you come back to this patient's notes at the start of the next consult, you've got something there to talk about, which really positions you as someone who's listened and someone to engage a conversation. That might feel forced or fake because you've written it down, but writing it down creates new neurons. It gets you into a habit of asking those questions. And then what's really interesting is the more you start to do that, you'll start to remember more and you'll start to develop more of that side of your brain that cares more about the social history of the person rather than getting the condition better, which, oh, I'm still struggling with that issue. What should be our primary concern, the social history of the patient or getting the condition better? I would say most of us start and live in the get the condition better side of that equation. And so we we learn slowly, slowly through the BPS model that the human is Uh, equal or if not more important than the condition, which is hard for us evidence-based science heads. And I know you evidence-based and science heads are going to say, but the evidence says that that's in the BPS model, but you know what I'm talking about. The second thing is read the book, 
how to win friends and influence people. It's basically this, the science and art of building relationships and asking the right questions and uh, empathy and good listening skills. And uh, we started giving that book out at our one-day course because it's that important. But it was published ages ago. I actually can't remember when it was published. I think it was published in the 20s. And that just goes to show you that those skills have been around forever and they can be developed. Whereas when we talk about uh, clinical skills, we always have something to improve. We always have something to learn. We're never going to know everything. The beautiful thing about EQ and empathy and communication skills is it's not changing. Being a good communicator and an empathetic listener and an active listener, it's a skill set that once you've learned and mastered, you have. So it's a nice thing to pursue because if you spend 8 to 12 months developing that, you're going to have it. And when you have that, everything else becomes easier. Our clinical skills are always going to develop and there's no end point. So I'd really recommend the tip about the social history being the last thing in your notes. I'd really recommend the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. And the other thing I would suggest is some personality profiling around this. I think we've spoken about Myers-Briggs before. But it will probably give you, it's 60 questions online. I think you can do it at 16personalities.com. And it will tell you, it will give you a really good idea, maybe if you're not sure how you're coming across to patients or you're not sure um, how you're communicating or even if you're introverted or extroverted, might give you a tip-off. Um, the other tip-off may be if you're one or two years into your career and you're still not quite full yet, it might be a tip that there's something you can improve on. The other skill... I like to highlight is matching. So matching your client's body language. You know, if they're slumped over and really down and chin down, then you've got to be there with them. And once you match someone, you then earn the right to bring them back up and get them up to another energy level. So you've got to learn that skill. If someone's high energy and type A personality, you've got to go into the consult with high energy and type A personality. Now, um, often we're a little bit stubborn and we just want to be who we are but you have to learn that art of matching. And that is referred to in the book as well, how to win friends and influence people. So I've seen this really hammer home for me across some businesses that have been in business for a while, but aren't that busy. And it makes me think, what's the secret source that they're missing? And I also think about it with health professionals we've come across, um, both through iMoveU and iMovePhysio, who are a little bit more reserved in nature and a little bit more evidence-based, and I think that's the skill they're missing and that they have to work on. So I'm going to leave you with that. Read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Learn about matching. Make sure you're writing some social history at the end of the notes, and if you are unaware of where you might sit on that spectrum, it's well worth the 30 to 40 minutes to do the 16 personalities Myers-Briggs test.